My name is Jason Samard, and I am the founder of Sims Coaching Systems. I'm here with my co-founder, Joe Moretti, and we're here on the Seven Figure Real Estate Podcast, the podcast you didn't know you even needed. Everyone, get your notepads out. Let's go. We're going to bring you value week over week, and we're actually going to be a lot of fun, and we hope to make you laugh out loud. Subscribe to our channel. Check the content out. If you're looking to take this to a whole nother level, we got you covered. All right. Episode, I have no idea. I, I think we're in the 20s. Listen. I, I seem to think. But hey, you sent me a really cool article the, on the weekend. What was that? 1% of podcasts make it past episode 20. Here we are. Consistency. Thank you to all nine viewers. Yeah, we uh, appreciate you. <laughs> You know, Mom, I got to say, we have not a huge following, but we have some following, loyal. which we appreciate. They're loyal. Our reels, though, some of them have had 14,000 views, yeah. 2,500 views. So, you know, cool. We're putting value out there. We're giving content. That's awesome. And here's the thing. This is us just literally putting our heart and soul on the line for you every week. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a place where we can just let things out. And we're going to talk about some personal things. We're going to talk business. It's a mix. Today, though, I have some grievances I got to just put out there, and you guys know me. I'm an open book. I'm just going to say this. If you have a problem with somebody or decisions that somebody has, let's just say that you're a business partner in a business, you're an employee in a business, whatever it is, please don't do it through text. Not a good place. Don't dump on somebody. And number two, like have some sort of constructive solution that you're wanting to bring forward. Because if you say, I'm not happy about something and you just dump that on somebody, it doesn't feel very good when you're the person receiving that, right? Give them an opportunity to talk about it with you. Come from a place, hey, I feel this way. I felt this way when this happened. Here's some things that I have some concerns and questions about, and I wanted to talk to you about it. Now, as a leader, you're going to have to fight the urge to want to get defensive, and you want to seek to really understand what the person is saying to you. But please, be mature. Don't dump your problems on your spouse, your friend, your business partner. What are your thoughts? That's a big topic, man. That's a big, big topic. So I think, number one, nothing is... Nothing is ever resolved in the land of the unsaid. Coach Justin White gave me that about two and a half, two years ago, year and a half, two years ago, a while back. I love that. Nothing is ever resolved in the land of the unsaid. So number one, you need to say something. I think that's first and foremost. Second, it's how you convey that message. I don't think you can have a critical conversation through text. No. So much is lost on intonation and body language and like inflection. I've gotten messages that I've been like wow, this is extremely passive-aggressive. Then you ask the person who sent it, like, oh, that, that's, that's not what I meant, right? No, 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 that, 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 that's not, all good, all good. And people start backpedaling. So number one, don't ever try to solve an issue through text or email. That is the worst thing that you can do. As a fallback, use the telephone. But you know what? The best thing you can do to somebody is say, hey, give them a bit of a heads up. Hey, Jay. I wanted to talk to you about just a couple issues that I've been having. What's the best time for me to pop in and have a quick conversation with you? It won't take long. I just got to get a few things off my chest. It's going to be so much better received. Oh, man. Because here's the thing. when If you dump a problem on somebody, it's like taking a grenade and just tossing at them and say, here you go. It, there's, it, it's going to make them lose sleep potentially. They're going to build stories. They're going to feel really bad about themselves. Like 
there's nothing positive or mature about doing that mm-hmm. at all. So if you're somebody doing that, please learn from it. Do it differently. Would you want somebody just doing that to you? And if you wouldn't want somebody doing that to you, then don't do it to them. Give them the respect of a conversation. Hey, I'd like to book some time to talk to you about some mm-hmm. things. And if you're the person that's going to be receiving that conversation, then you have to know that you need to resist the temptation to get defensive. Seek it as a gift because everybody perceives everything differently. You and I have debates over things because we see things from different lenses. There's no way that you and I can see the world the same way because we've had completely different upbringings, right? We come at things from completely different angles. But one thing that we'll always do is we might have a blow up because you're Italian, I'm French, you know, we're passionate. But at the end of the day, there's a mutual respect that's, hey, like, hey, like, how you doing? You good? Yeah. Yeah. That's important. Oh, yeah. And I I think nothing is more important, I mean, to me than our, our, our relationship. You know, we became great business partners before we actually even became friends. Fun fact. We worked together as a cohesive unit, made money together before we became like super tight which is funny because a lot of people go the other way around. That's when relationships get volatile. But if you're a team leader, there's an actual style of leadership that talks about this. Did you know that? Yeah. It is called seagull management. Have you heard that before? Mm. So seagull management is where there's a problem and you get a leader come swooping in and they make a lot of noise. I mean, because I don't know what, what's the seagull, seagull sound I don't, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know what, what is it ah, I'm annoying I don't know yeah they, they come in they, they 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 flap their wings make a lot of noise shit all over everything then guess what happens they fly away <laughs> that's an actual term Se- seagull seagull management or seagull leadership where you come in and just like you said you drop that grenade you drop that shit you make the noise and then what do you do disappear and that one person is left to sort through all of those problems and to me that is one of the most unfair things that you can do as a team leader is that level of seagull leadership and i think that if you are on a team or you're in a corporate style environment the worst thing you can do to a team leader is just that like that level of seagull engagement where you just lob that grenade and and run away because guys, I, I know I, I can't, again, I can't speak for you, but for me, I lose a lot of sleep over what we do. I slept for about three hours last night, which is crazy. And my mind just like wanders a million different directions. And one thing it always wanders back to is, is how, how's everybody doing? And if I can't get an answer or I can't talk to somebody or somebody avoids me who vocalizes they have a problem, that shit keeps me up to think, okay, well, what could I have done? What should I be doing? And if somebody's just gone radio silence, man, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. What? What? A tw- it's, it's almost like the silent treatment. Well, and, and honestly, if somebody's going to dump and run or seagull dump and run, whatever you call it, maybe walk away. Maybe you just say, if they didn't have the courtesy to book time and actually mm-hmm. give me something constructive that I can work through with them and they didn't provide any solution, then I shouldn't give it any energy. It's easy to say that. I did the opposite this weekend because somebody dumped something on me and then just left it at that. And I said, well, let's schedule some time to talk about it. Oh, I'll get back to you. Well, honestly, it didn't feel very good. It didn't feel constructive. And and we need to be better, honestly, because I wouldn't do that to this individual. You know, let's have a conversation. Let's talk. 
at the end of the day, let's, let's, let's meet, Mm -hmm. take the time to cool off and then let's talk about it. So another thing that I want to talk about this week, guys, is so many of you are so individualistic in the way that you're approaching your life. You are so focused on your own personal agenda, your own goals. You're not thinking about the people around you in your life. You're always thinking, how can I win? How do I get ahead? That you're missing so many amazing opportunities for collaboration. I'm going to share a story, a person that I have a lot of respect for, great guy. And we've talked about this. He's the first guy to think, well, what's in it for me? Why would I help somebody or why would I do that for this individual if there's nothing directly benefiting me? And I know a lot of people like that. And I call them, I hate to say this, but they're more takers by nature, right? There was a business opportunity that came up recently and he could have partnered in with somebody who had quite a bit of money that would have brought a lot of resources and value to the table, but he did the deal himself. And then he told person, oh yeah, that deal just didn't happen, but he ended up doing the deal himself and he got paid. He did well. Uh-oh. He made money and he's going to do well. But the problem is, is that relationship that he could have partnered that person in on could have led to maybe five more deals, 10 more deals. And all of a sudden he's got a connection with somebody who's well-connected, doing well in life that's putting opportunities in front of him. But by him focusing on what's in it for me only and him doing the deal individualistically, that person's not going to do that. They're not going to put opportunities in front of you. So how much are you investing in social capital with people? Are you giving value to people, helping serve people without asking for anything in return? See, the best thing you can do if you want to grow your wealth, become more successful, is become a giver and help other people get more of what they want out of life. And if you genuinely do that over a long enough period of time, you've built enough social capital with people where you can make a call and say, hey, Joe, it's time that you and I sat down and we talked about some opportunities. I could see us collaborating on something much bigger. Would you be opposed to that? And you're going to say, absolutely, I'm in. Let's talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so many people, I say, I say this, people are focusing on nickels and losing out on dollars. Their head is down, tripping over these nickels, and they can't see all the opportunity. And I think one thing that I do exceptionally well, Joe, and I think you've seen this in action, is like my ability to see the bigger picture and to see the power of having a smaller piece of a much bigger pie. You're so much better to collaborate with people then you are trying to do everything individualistically. How do you think billionaires become billionaires, Joe? Well, they never do it alone. It's all about who's around them. It's all about who helps them get to that point. And it's how do they give that back and support the people that saw that vision is really, how you, I mean, nobody gets there by themselves. To become a billionaire, you have to make thousands of millionaires. Mm-hmm. You have to help a whole bunch of people along the way. You have to find smart people that balance you out in areas that you're weak and you need to have like massive levels of leverage. You have to create solutions that impact millions of people. That's how you become a billionaire. You want to become a millionaire? Help hundreds of people. You know, it's all relative. But again, individual, if you're an individual person that's constantly trying to get a win, if I'm always trying to squeeze you in our relationship, Joe, and I'm trying to always win, and it's me winning and you losing, what do you think is going to happen to the social credit between us? Oh, there's no way I'm going to want to do anything with you. Exactly. Like it's just, it's, it's, it, it's evaporated. It's gone. Yeah. I have a good friend of mine, okay? I'm not going to name his name, but he's a good friend. I love hanging out with this guy. He's one of my favorite people to hang out with. Everybody loves him. He's so social. I hate doing business with this person. I hate it. And, and so do a lot of people. And the reason is because this person has the mindset that they always have to, to win 
it's a win-lose mentality. So they're always trying to squeeze you. And the thing is, you may get a short-term win being that way, but you're always going to lose in the long run. Why? Because people aren't going to want to do business with you. People aren't going to bring opportunities to you. Think about that for a second. If you are somebody that is looking for more investment deals, right? So I'll give you a story of a guy. He's built an incredible business. What, what does he do? He's a wholesale. He buys real estate. He's a wholesaler. He buys real estate. He's coaching free for free, like through social media, Instagram, his, his YouTube stuff. He's literally teaching people how to use his methods. And what he's done is he's got thousands of people that watch and consume his content that are using it. Well, how do you think he's capitalizing on that, Joe? Everybody's bringing him investment ideas, I bet. <laughs> Everybody's bringing him investment opportunities. Every single person that he's been coaching, mentoring in all these different markets all across the United States are bringing him wholesale deals to look at because they don't have the capital to do the deal. And they're realtors. A lot of them are realtors that are like getting deals so they can get paid on the commission. Do you think he's sitting there nickeling and diming them on their commission? No, not a chance. That'd be the stupidest thing. You get paid. Hey, listen, you get paid what, you, what you're worth. No problem. I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds me. Let me evaluate the deal and see if it makes sense. But all of a sudden now he's able to evaluate deals. The other thing that he's doing is he's building trust with the audience. All these people trust the advice that he's giving. They're trusting him as an authority. So now if he says, hey guys, I have an investment opportunity. If you have some capital that you want to have a nice 10, 12% return on, invest in this investment opportunity. And he can go and cut out the banks who always, you know, the banks, how they are, right? They have their strict criteria for the things that they want you to, to do, and mm-hmm. they'll be the first one to put a thumb on you. He can go directly to his audience and collect capital. Another person who does this exceptionally well is called Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. You may not love his style, but I'll tell you what he's done is he's got a huge audience, and he's literally going direct to his audience, and he's collecting he capital. He's the bank. That, he's the bank. And he's built Cardone Capital, which is worth billions of dollars. They have billions in assets. And he's taking other people's money and making moves with it and then providing them a return. So if you want to get ahead in life, build an audience. It doesn't have to be thousands of people. It could be hundreds to begin with. But give value. Become somebody that's helping other people. And just remember, just because you're sharing things in your playbook doesn't mean people are going to be able to like dominate you tomorrow. I've put thousands of hours into our playbook and the things that we teach so by the time you've implemented that, we're already four years ahead. We're already on to adding more to what we're doing and improving. So don't be afraid to collaborate. Don't be afraid to give free value to people. There's nothing wrong with that because at the end of the day, you're building an audience that now is going to trust you. And if you're a collaborative person that sees the bigger picture, opportunities will present themselves. People are attracted to givers. They really are. You know, and sure, there's always going to be the takers that are going to try and take advantage of that nature. But you, by being a giving person and genuinely looking to help other people, you will attract so much more abundance in your life than anything else. I've seen it personally in my own life. Love it. And as much as I get frustrated sometimes, Joe, because people take advantage of your niceness and that stuff, it happens. The wins that I've seen in my own personal life and, and the growth that I've had, every single friend that I have in my life right now, Joe, I make money with. There you go. How cool is that? I literally make money with my friends and people that I genuinely care about. 10 years ago, that wasn't the case. And it's so much more rewarding when you connect with people on a values level. And I'm going to end on one other thing. The reason why business partnerships don't work out is because you don't align with the person on a values level. See, if you have a taker and a giver or two takers, 
in a business partnership, it'll never work. The only way that a business partnership can work is if you have two givers who value the relationship first and understand that I will never stab you in the back for a dollar. doesn't matter how much is at stake. Literally, Paige could offer me $500 million cash right now. Literally, I swear to God, I swear to my kids when I say this. She said, but you have to fuck Joe over. I hope she doesn't have 501 million. I would never do it. There's no price on that. Literally zero price because at the end of the day, I don't want to make money that way. My relationships actually matter way more to me than anything else. You were giving me a hard time about my Rolex that I just recently bought that I was trying to sneak from you because, you know, everybody judges you when you make purchases. should we add some preface to this? Listen. Listen. This goes I'm, a little bit deeper. No, than we just, don't need to go any deeper than that. This, well, then you, you, we don't need to go any deeper than that. I'm going to tell you, tread lightly, my Listen, friend. Listen, we're not going any tread deeper than lightly. that. I've spent a little bit too much on a watch recently, okay? No, a, a watch? Joe, okay, I'm couple just saying, watches, I'm just a couple watches. Tread I'm going through lightly. a midlife crisis, okay? <laughs> going through a midlife crisis. Just get your damn motorcycle license, man. Yeah, That's I need I to get out of the road. But bottom line is, I don't know what I was ranting about. Where was I going with this, Joe? Jay, I love you, buddy. Ah, man, I love you too. Just make sure you connect with people on a values level first. Make sure that the people that you're doing business with, it's not just because you have the same interests, not just because they have money. Don't have people join your team just because, hey, well, you know, I think they're good or, well, we have the same interests. Make sure you align on a values level and everybody understands that the relationship is more important than any sum of money. And when you have that, you will be infinitely more successful in life, way more fulfilled, and you'll have higher uh, results. Let's go. There you go. Hope this is helpful, guys. Cheers. Cheers.